The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hello, Chadville. It's Monday. Yeah, start of another <laughs> week. Hey. <laughs> you, Andrew Gross. Yes, Jayla and I. You look like you're disheartened that you had a, a rough go that, that someone stole your Skittles or something. Well, it's, it's, it was a bit of a rocky weekend, frankly. <laughs> not, not the least of which, of course, was the passing of uh, Mike, Mike McDonald. McDonald. And, uh, you know, I did, uh, I know that, uh, I don't know how to put this, Jay. You're going to have to help me. Um, Mike, uh, several people reached out. You, you toured with him. for You You I did. on the road with him. Yeah, yeah. I did a Just for Laughs tour with him. I've done, uh, I did an investors group tour with him. I knew him quite well. And last night, uh, I know Drex did a, a show on uh, Mike, and he reached out to ask if I would go on and talk to him, and I declined. Um, another news agency asked me if I would, and I declined as well. And not because I wanted to save what I have to say for mm-hmm. us, but simply because I didn't want to be that person who, when someone passes, uh, paints them to be uh, an angel that was a close friend. And Mike was a very difficult guy to be a friend with. Mm. Um, And most comedians, if honest, would tell you that. And he did forge a path that all of us followed, whether new comedians today would not even know that he forged that path, but they he did. Talk, you know, they talk about him as the, the king he of comedy. He was the king, comedy. without question, undisputed, even among those who didn't uh, particularly like Mike. He was the king of Canadian comedy. He was doing comedy before there was a Yuck Yucks, yeah. for example, yeah. uh, before there was a chain of comedy clubs that you could tour. Um, he was really a brilliant writer, um, a brilliant performer, and was able to combine both physical and uh, and uh, what's the other? What's the opposite of physical humor? And just the he was a wordsmith yeah. for sure, yeah. brilliant. Generated hours upon hours upon hours of material that you would just sit back and go, my God, wow. yeah. But he was also um, suffered from mental illness. He was a uh, bipolar, a manic mm-hmm. depressive. Mm-hmm. He was a recovering heroin addict. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, and he had, he had, was diagnosed with hep. With he a, got hep C, yeah, hep yeah C years and, back, yeah, and had to have his uh, kidney. He had to have a kidney uh, replaced, and he did. You know, before even GoFundMe was really a thing, the comedians all chipped in for that. N- not all, but m- many comedians chipped in for that, mainly out of respect for mm-hmm. Mike, but. Mike was a guy, let me put it this way, Mike was a guy that I think everybody who knew him learned from, but he was not a guy who taught anyone. He would not sit you down and say, here's what I think would make your act better. Uh, you know what, I, I think in, in some cases that, um, you know, people who are, and, and we see it a lot in, in the arts, and they have a lot of different sides mm-hmm. to them, and, and that can be difficult to juggle. And so sometimes um, you may respect them, mm-hmm. you may respect them, but it doesn't mean you necessarily were good friends or even friends with them at all. I, I would certainly not describe us as friends. Yeah. We, we knew each other very, very well. My my last interaction with Mike, as you know, Jay, was to fire him during the Edmonton Comedy mm-hmm, Festival mm-hmm. because when we hired him, I asked his agent, 
now am I getting happy Mike Which or angry Mike? And she told me you're getting happy Mike, but angry Mike showed up. Mm. And angry Mike was a guy who was almost unmanageable. Yeah. Um, and you know what? And it's a, it's a, it's a spotlight on mental illness as well, probably more than anything. You're not sitting here slamming Mike no. McDonald, but it is a spotlight on on, on mental illness and the challenges. Because um, so many of us, Chadville, you, you know, we're talking to you, you know this as well. If you have dealt with mental illness yourself or you have someone in your family that deals with mental illness, um, we need to keep the conversation going. We need to continue to shed more light on it, but we still have so much to learn about, um, about dealing with it, accepting it, all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things. And um, it's come a long way. Certainly. At least we're talking about yeah. it now. Uh, we're talking about mental illness openly. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's still a, a, a long way to go. Yeah. And it depends on where you are on that high-low cycle, right? That's right. So. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, I don't know where I... I think it might have been on Drex's show last night that uh, Howie Mandel's name came up. Mm. And it was just an interesting insight because... Uh, and he was interviewing someone who has uh, was in the progress of uh, doing a documentary on Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Mike Stand, and, and it's not completed yet. They hadn't finished filming. But he did ask him about... Um, he said, many comics will say that Mike was difficult to work <laughs> with. And uh, got a very honest answer, but he brought up... Uh, um, I almost said Steve Mandel, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, also very successful, brilliant. Mike detested Howie Mandel hmm. and would openly criticize him to his face and behind his back and to other comics because he felt that that Howie and others were not pure that they that they pandered to crowds that they wrote material that crowds would like instead of trying to change crowds mm. and that's like Mike's pushing w- the limits maybe a little bit with yeah, some of stuff Mike uh, would often say is one of his favorite expressions and if you toured with him, you heard it a dozen times, was you're not really a comedian if you don't point out the emperor is not wearing clothes. And so that was his thing, that you need to change views, opinions, you need to make people think. It's not enough to simply go up and entertain Mm. them. I I know me personally, and and then I'll I'll leave it at that, and I was talking to my agent about it this morning, and she was close friends, and she represents him uh, for uh, Canada, or represented him for Canada, and, I, and she'd asked me, have people reached out to you about this? And I said, they have, and I haven't talked about it. And then we got back and forth, and I trust her almost as much as my wife. We've been around almost the same number of years. In fact, I knew her first. And she just, I said, you know, the problem was he's so unlikable. Like, he was just so difficult to be with all the time, and you never knew who you were going to be with. And, he, you know, and I said, he taught me how to play a theater, but... He never sat down and said, Andrew, here's what you need to do. I just watched him play mm-hmm. 26 theaters in a row mm-hmm. and and saw how he made himself as big as the theater, yeah. right? But you I, know what, Andrew? I think you, in, in a lot of cases, it's it's oftentimes easier to remember the bad stuff um, because that is the... St- that is the one that maybe kicked you in the pants a little bit mm-hmm. more, or that wasn't as kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true in anything, in relationships and in workplaces. True. All of that, you know. He, and I he's look a at, guy whose respect you wanted. Yes. And it was extremely rare to get mm-hmm. it. 
Uh, he, he demanded it and got it from everyone mm. around him, but he rarely how gave long, it. How long was he performing for? How long had he been Almost before? 40 years. Yeah. I, I know that uh, I've read uh, things like, you know, Mike McDonald, um, you know, who performed over 30 years. It was 40. 40 years. Um, another fact that nobody's mentioned was that he did 22 Just for Laughs in a row. <laughs> 22 in a row. And I was with him, nobody should mention this, but as coincidence would have it, I was with him in the car when he got a call from Just for Laughs to say they weren't going to use him on the 23rd year, <laughs> and he lost it, and he would attach himself to whoever would listen, so that day it was me, because we were in the back seat together, and he just needed me to say that that was unfair, that you don't stop at 22, you, you, you stop at 20, or you go to 25, or it doesn't make sense, and he talked about that for probably six straight hours we we couldn't there was four of us in the car we couldn't get him to change subjects do you have any good memories yeah i do uh, you know we on that i do i mean he was brilliant and he was funny and uh, what's the expression he didn't suffer fools mm -hmm. and when something didn't make sense we were at a tim hortons one time where they got the order slightly wrong, and he went into an explanation to the lady working there that would have been the great a great script for a sitcom in which he explained what her roles and responsibilities were in this world, <laughs> that they were limited to going to that case and getting the donut that I actually asked. It was just, but it was firm, but... It wasn't over the top, but we just sat there and watched them like we were watching a one-act play. It was Why weren't we recording this? <laughs> yeah, it was just so amazing. Yeah. Or the fact that he made us all sing karaoke in the green room before shows because he said we needed to stop thinking about our acts and thinking about ourselves. And we needed... It's, he said for comedians, it was easy to go out and perform to thousands of people. It's really difficult to yeah. perform for three. And he made me sing uh, New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> because he wouldn't shut up if I didn't. So, you know, s some good things. Eric. Yeah. Sometimes it's... You know, I think there's there's a saying out there that um, sometimes you, you might not remember what the person said to you, but you'll always remember how it made you feel. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And when it comes to maybe n n not great stuff, it's I think that's even more poignant. But, I, you know, as, as far as a, a trailblazer, as someone who, absolutely. who um, put Canadian comedy on the map. Yes, when they found, when Hollywood found Mike McDonald, they came back looking for more mm -hmm. and they found lots mm -hmm. like Jim Carrey and Howie Mandel and John Wing and Jeremy Hotz and mm -hmm. he was the one who went down to LA and they they asked is there more up there <laughs> you, you know are, are there more funny people in the north <laughs> yeah oh well um you should take the break because I got a story I want to tell you I said I yes you've been saving it for I've been wanting to hear I it. you've not heard the details but it was the weirdest oddest encounter last uh, Saturday night in Airdrie in Airdrie. Of all places. Uh, this text just came in from Rick. Says 30 minutes south of Fort McMurray, two tractor traila trailers hauling fuel have collided. One is on fire. The road is partially blocked going north. We'll get you more information on that, but heads up if you're in that area right now. Thanks for the text, Rick. You can get a hold of us anytime at 630-630. So let me tell you about this weird experience. <laughs> so I did a show in Calgary on Saturday night. Uh, by the way, the highways were among, I, I told Carol when I got home, among my five worst drives in my mm -hmm. entire career. There was no Sanders, um, 
for quite a ways until about almost red deer, and it was a skating rink, and it was foggy, heavy fog the whole way. But that aside, I left Calgary, and do you know that exit at Airdrie where there's the uh, Tim Hortons, the Petrican, yeah. and the uh, Wendy's, right? Yeah. So I always stop there, get gas, get a coffee, and hit the highway. So I came up the ramp, and I turned and into the Petrocanada, and I pulled up to a pump. And as I'm getting out of the car, I become aware of red and blue lights behind me. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I thought, what's that? So I look, and there's a Mountie. He's pulled right up to my bumper, and he's got his overhead red and blue lights on. So I'm looking at him, and he's not looking at me. He's looking down, but he's behind me. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, do I gas up? Do I? And I know you're supposed to stay in your car, but I'm already out of my car. I'm at a gas station. People are leaving the gas station like, what's going on? And I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. So I walk over towards his car, but not right to the door. I don't want to spook him or make him think that I'm doing something I shouldn't. So I'm about four or five feet from his door. He's not looking up, but he's eating a burger. So I'm literally just watching a Mountie eat a burger. So now I'm just, I'm standing in the parking lot and he's just eating his burger. Very careful eater, by the way. Not big bites, not wolfing it down. Really enjoying that burger. So I just stood there for a while. I estimated originally about an hour and a half, but it it was probably about six minutes. And then he opened the door and I said, are you pulling me over? And he said, yeah, you bet I am. And I said, okay, for what? And he goes, for running a stop sign. And I go, a stop sign? He goes, yeah, they're red and octagon shaped. And I went, oh, I know what a stop sign looks like. I just didn't see one. And he goes, really? And he points to it, and I guess it's at the top of the ramp as you're... I did honestly didn't see it. I've never gotten a ticket for going through a stop sign or red light. I, I honestly just didn't see it. So I, I told him that. Well, I, I didn't see it. And he's like, what? It's right there. <laughs> I go, well, no, I see it now, right? And he goes, license, registration, and insurance. And I, and I went, okay. So I'm getting it out, and he goes, uh, are you headed back to Edmonton? And I went, uh, yeah, I'm a comedian. I just did a show in Calgary. And he goes, yeah, I know who you are. And I went, okay. So I give him the stuff, and he's like, you might as well gas up. This is going to take a while. And I said, all right, which is weird, because I've never gassed a car up while getting a ticket. Or so, watch a cop eat for six minutes first. Right. Yeah. So I'm gassing up the car, and I'm, I'm just thinking, why is this going to take a while? So I look at him through the windshield. He's back in his cruiser. And now he's eating French fries. And really delicately, just one fry at a time, right? Like, he's not writing anything. He's just mm. eating fries. And so I watched that for a while. And part of he's almost like, hey, is he really a Mountie? I mean, it just, I've never had, you know. So he gets out of the car, again, after a few minutes. And I'm still out of my car because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to leave or not or what I was supposed to do. And he hands me back my stuff. And he goes, uh regrettably, I'm going to have to go all the way with this. And I said, what does that mean? And he goes, I'm, I'm giving you a, a full ticket. And I went, okay. So now he starts explaining to me, if you want to fight it, you can come to Airdrie on May 15th and this and that. And, and, I, and I, I say, no, I understand. I'll just pay it online. And he goes, well, there are online options. And I go, yes, yes. And he goes, uh, okay, well, here you go. $388. What? That's what I said. Three hundred. I went, whoa, whoa. I go, $388. He goes, yeah, told you I'm going all the way with this. And I went, okay. Uh, but what do you say, right? I'm just standing. I go, wow, that's a lot. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Three points, too. I went, okay. I go, I mentioned I didn't 
see the stop sign, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. He goes, well, anyway, drive safe. And I went, all right. And then as I do, and you know I do this, with any interaction with any police officer, no matter what the circumstances, I said, hey, before you go, and he turns, yeah, I go, thank you for being a police officer. Mm -hmm. I appreciate what you do. And he goes, oh, is that right? And I went, y yes, I appreciate what you do. And he goes, yeah, you know what I'm going to do right now? And I went, what? He goes, I'm going to go be a police officer. <laughs> and I went, okay. And then he got in his car, and then he left. And it was, I'm just, so I looked it up. $388 ticket is the same as a ticket for stunting. There was, there's degrees. There's, you can write me for failing to come to a complete stop. It's less, lot less money. You can, you can cite me for a lot of things, but the maximum that you can cite me for is what he cited me for, which is the equivalent of stunting. My goodness. He was crabby. He was I having think, a bad day. To be perfectly honest with you, Jay, and I've thought about it, as you can imagine, I, I drove for, it took me four yeah. hours to get home. The highways yeah. were so bad. So all I thought about was this ticket and this <laughs> police officer. And all I could think was, you know what it comes down to? I think I interrupted his break. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> he had been looking forward to a burger and fries all day. And I happened to do this right in front of him because he was in the Wendy's parking lot. And I think he thought, oh. ah, damn it. <laughs> you know, now I got to go. Why? I w just take your break, buddy. If, if you're on break, just take your break. Weird. Hey, was, Mr. Mountie, if you're listening right now down to oh, Airdrie, sorry about the food break. I, I apologize for whatever happened to you before you got to work last night. I, <laughs> I'm sorry if things are not going well in your personal life. Like, I don't know what's going on. If it was just about the burger, you could have said so. I'd have bought you a new burger. It would have been a ton cheaper than a $388 now, ticket. Now, I wonder this, though. A friend of mine had a very bizarre run in with a Mountie in Airdrie that resulted in her car being like on a, on a really simple mm, thing. Might be able to tell you the guy's name. That ended up her, they they weren't allowed to drive. They had to uh, get paperwork the next morning. They ended up having to stay in a hotel. The guy just dumped them off at a hotel and they're like, uh, okay, like, and I can't remember all of the details she would have to tell you, but it was Sounds one of those kind of like the guy staggering. Are you joking me? Sort yeah, of things? that's what I mean. I was Maybe sort it's of Airdrie. Maybe, or, yeah, I mean, like I say, I walked away just going, what just happened? Yeah. Like, what What was, I know who you are. I thought about that, too. Well, did I date your sister? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did I insult <laughs> you at a show one day, or do you just hate my comedy? Like, what is it? Do you listen to this show? Is that what you mean? Do I interrupt Jay too many times? Like, what is it that no, I that's did That's what you? I do to you, remember? Right, that's right, too. <laughs> The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.